I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. And every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. The show today, best prank of the year by far, especially if you're a parent. We'll get to that in just a moment. Also, with memes wide open. But first, a couple of live dates. All right, so nothing really going on through the month of November. Just got a lot of corporate gigs, a lot of company parties, a lot of holiday gigs. Not really like an open public show until December 10th when I'm at the Dirty Show in Northeast Minneapolis, which is probably my favorite show. Of all the regular recurring shows, definitely that one's the best to go to. Uh, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas. Jonathan Kite, go to rudypovich.com. You can find some more information there. Uh, What's happening, Olina? Hi, Mira. Nice to see you. A.A. Tommy Negley. What's up, Tommy Negley? Hi, Nate Hood. Good to see you, buddy. What's up, Andrea? Cassie, good to see everybody. Billy, nice uh, nice of you to stop by. Good morning, Lynn. So, yeah. Last night, uh, I want to say thank you so much to my good friend uh, MJ Matheson and Volstads, the speakeasy in Northeast, excuse me, I didn't say Northeast, in Uptown Minneapolis. Such a great vibe, cool place. I mean, legit speakeasy, man. The door slide. They got a little thing on the door. It slides open. You see two little eyes. Yeah, you got to have like the, you, you wait your ass in line. That's how you get in. You got to know somebody who knows somebody. Luckily, I know somebody. But it's great. They bring us in. The, the shows are great. The people are fantastic. The crowds are amazing. Everybody there is all dressed to the nines. Man, so much fun. And also, one thing I want to say about it is last night... There's a couple of comics in town that maybe started, I don't know, when I re-energized my comedy career, it was around the same time that some of these kids were just getting into it. So it's maybe been three years or so, maybe less than that, two years since I've seen some of these new kids, these new faces on the scene. There's one guy in particular, his name is Jesse Jacobs. Jesse, younger guy incredibly handsome i mean this is like cover of gq model good looks not only is he super good looking on top of it incredibly smart the guy's a fucking doctor not a not like a chiropractor don't be coming at me with that bullshit about he's a, he's a doctor you know dr kinemo he's a chiropractor he's not i'm not he's a real doctor not a fake doctor a real one come at me with the chiropracticate i can see it coming already but Jesse is a real doctor. Legit. Got the degree on the wall, man. Jesse started comedy about a year and a half ago, maybe. Last night, I saw that dude get up and mop the floor with Volsteads. I couldn't believe it. We got He came back in after the green room, after his set. He walked into the green room, and I was like, dude, you are a... Th- a thousand times better comic than what I saw three months ago. And if you would compare last night's set to what I saw six months ago, it's not even the same person. Fuck, he was on fire last night. Go see, I'm telling you, go see that guy. <laughs> I'm Listen, I'm bringing him to every show from now on. Jesus Christ. 
Now, if he gets too good, we're going to have to throw him off to the side. Like, you can't be good-looking and funny and have and be rich and a doctor, okay? You can't have all of it. You can have some of it, but not all of it. You get too funny, start going to make your own fucking shows, okay, bud? <laughs> but he's a great dude and such a funny comic, man. Wow, I couldn't believe it. Like, amazing what he's done in three months. It was like a whole new person. Unbelievable, man. So anyway... Uh, I love that guy. He's great. Can't wait to uh, do some more shows with him. Uh, every year, I love this audio. Jimmy Kimmel, every single year. I don't know. We're talking, we must be going on seven, eight years now. Maybe even longer than that. Jimmy Kimmel tells his viewers, hey, tell your kids you stole all their Halloween candy the day after Halloween. Videotape it and then send it to us. We'll play that shit on the air. And every single year, that video comes out. And every year, I goddamn lose my mind watching it. Well, we got hungry last night, and we, and we ate all your candy. Let me see. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I ate all of your Halloween candy last night. Oh! <laughs> so Mommy and Daddy ate all your Halloween candy last night. That's okay if you ate all the candy, but when it's the next Halloween, we can get more. That's right, we can. Your dad and I ate all of your Halloween candy last night when you went to bed. Hey, don't do that! You can't do that! Why? Callie doesn't care. She's eating fruit. It's the best. It's one of those bits where you go, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. God, is it funny. And I like, I just love the fact that every year there's a whole new bumper crop of children who get to get to that age where they can process what has happened. And every year, man, like those videos deliver. Ah, oh, I look forward to it. That's like the one video that comes out every year where I'm like, just give that, give me that. That and the hockey hair video. Every year, if they stop doing the hockey hair video, I'm done. No more. I, I, if I wasn't so goddamn busy, I would take over that adventure. Because the Minnesota State hockey hair, the top, when they hand out the, the top 10 hockey hair, you know, the cabbage, the flow, the salad, I'm telling you, I lose my goddamn marbles over it. It's so funny. Mira, so nice of you to use your platform and give clout to other comedians and people doing their thing. Yeah, why not? I don't like how artists are in competition with other artists. There's always like these comedy competitions that pop up and shit. People go, you're going to go, you do the comedy. No, I don't need to do the comedy. I've never been able. Why go do that? Why? It's, I, I know me. I like me. I don't need people to tell me if I'm good or not. And I don't need to have my friends be angry that, oh, so-and-so, you're not as funny as such-and-such, -and, -such, and yet you got to go through? Why create that sort of hostility towards one another? I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't even like doing roast battles. That's how much I hate that shit. I like writing roast jokes. I don't like doing them and getting up and t saying those things. The only time I've ever, the only time it ever has come through like on a roast battle is when I genuinely do not like the other person. That's the only time I really enjoy it. Other than that, I only do it just because like it's kind of part of the gig and you're supposed to get up and do it. But I'm not a big fan of getting out there and 
calling out people's shortcomings. You know, every now and again, like I talk about Ryan Neeson, who's just like a, such a brilliant writer. Like I'm just so floored by that guy about like how good of a writer he is. And he writes for some top-notch people. And I feel so honored that him and I get to go out and do shows together because he's just like, um, I mean, you could give him a piece of paper and say, I need 10 jokes in 15 minutes. And he'll come back in seven minutes with a hundred jokes. And each one is as good as the next. And he's got some like roast jokes that just slay. He was in a roast battle the other day with a guy who's, I'm going to probably screw this up. His dad, this guy's dad died of a heroin overdose. And Ryan's joke was Craig's dad is, Craig's dad could never be Dwayne the Rock Johnson because Craig's dad didn't know when to lay the smack down. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Nate Hood, without competition, how else am I going to get stage time at Acme and HOC? No, listen, man. I don't. T- I tell people all the time, if you want to do them, you should do them. Absolutely. Go out and do them. For me personally, I just choose not to. I, I don't need that. I'll go and watch. And if people ask, like, who did you think? I'll tell them who I thought was the best that night. But for me to get up and do that at my age, 42, like, fuck that. Let those... Because eventually, even if you win one of those things, it's almost like a strike against you with other comedians. It's kind of weird. Because, like, comedians that are established and working, they don't have time to go out and do that stuff. And nor should they. They shouldn't be... You know, for me to go up to House of Comedy on a Tuesday night and try to get a wild card spot, I'm taking time away from younger comics who need the stage time. Why do that? I'm good. I got my 200th set of the night last year. uh, I got my 200th set of the year last night. I don't need, I don't need to be taking five minutes from somebody who's four months in. Give that guy that five minutes. Let them work that shit out. I know my beats. I know what I'm doing let them kids get their stage time because we need a good bumper crop of people popping up underneath us too. So yeah, so I don't, I never, I've never been that way. I don't like it. Even back in the day, man, like even when I was younger, first getting in, I'm like, I don't like the, I don't, it feels weird. It feels weird to be in competition with people that I feel like are my coworkers. Like I said, unless it's somebody that I genuinely hate and then I will, there's so much vigor and ire behind my voice when I do that stuff to people I don't like. And if there was, if there was uh, ever, yeah, Sally, some roasts are just cringy and awkward. I don't like that. I don't like feeling like that. I don't like saying something that I shouldn't have said. There was a, most of the time, especially when in the radio days, when I was with Crisco and Dez, I would run a couple of jokes past them and just go, are you okay with that? I don't want you guys to ever come back and dislike me. And most of the time, there was only one or two jokes that I ever said where they were like, yeah, you can't do that one. Because it kind of involved other people in their life. And they're like, I just don't want (laughs) to. It was, I I don't, I don't give a shit. I'll tell it. One of the jokes that Des from KS95 when I was working with her, the one joke she asked that I not say, God, it was so funny. I said, uh, 
I said, Des is so in love with her husband. They're so in sync. The only thing out of harmony is <laughs> when they sing. <laughs> she was like, you can't, you can't say that one. I was like, why? She's like, cause it involves, it involves my husband. I don't want him thinking that you don't. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I, I genuinely like both of them. So I was like, all right, I'll throw that one away. And I'm sure Crisco, I probably made a crack about his, you know, mom being fat or some stupid joke like that. But yeah, there's a lot of times where I would just, I would just let it rip, man. I'm like, I don't care at this point. I'm just going to let him fly and see what happens. But I just, I don't like that awkward feeling. I'm not, I don't, I hate it. I don't mind writing jokes. In fact, I had written a few the other day. Let's see. I'll bring them up. There was uh, speaking of Ryan Neeson. These are some of the ones he had a roast battle the other day that I had. Uh, he was going up this against this gal named Kelsey, and uh, I said, "Hey man, I'm going to be driving for a while. I'll just kind of turn." That's the one thing about driving, especially being on the road a lot, is there's that like four hours, five hours to the gig. I just turn the radio off and just let my mind just flow wherever it goes. Try to come up with jokes, and it it makes the time go so much faster. I could just never imagine just sitting in a car for hours, just listening to music and not, you know, when you got your brain rolling, man, it's like time flies when you're having fun. Uh, a couple of the jokes that I had uh, sent out to Ryan. Uh, see, I can never do this. I've never met this girl in my life. I basically just had to go to her Instagram and take from that and write off of what I saw on her Instagram. I don't know anything about her, and I would feel weird saying these things to her face. Girl's name is Kelsey. The scientific word for a shark's vagina is Kelsey, because that is one salty cunt. Oh, by the way, her name is Kelsey Lane, I should say. Some people think Hollywood Boulevard is where you get the most STDs, but it's actually Kelsey Lane. This woman is also bisexual. Kelsey is to comedy what a knockoff Rembrandt is to art. A fake buy. If you want Kelsey's map to success, follow the red and blue lines on her legs. <laughs> I never laugh at my own jokes, but that's pretty goddamn funny. Uh, since Kelsey is bi, I have to ask, who does it hurt worse to get ghosted by? Men, women, or your parents? Kelsey is all natural. Her bush is so hairy, the Henderson family hit it with a car. <laughs> I wrote these like two weeks ago. Now I'm going back and finding some of these. Uh, Kelsey's name is... Kelsey is not actually her real name. Kelsey is short for her actual name, which is Kelsey Word. That one's all in the delivery. C Word, Kelsey... If I'm having to explain it, it's probably not as funny as what I think it is. Uh, this one came from Ryan. He shot back a line right away. Kelsey's pussy is like a spirit Halloween store. Big, scary, and after a month, you don't want to see it till next year. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mira. Yeah, I do a fan raffle just to win a roast. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I like writing the jokes. I hate saying them. I hate saying them. There's a friend of mine though. There's one joke I've been saving it. Um, he's a uh, he's a friend of mine. He's a comic. He grew a mustache out recently, <laughs> and it's it's pretty big. It's pretty bushy. And I had ran into him at a show one night, and I hadn't seen him in forever. And uh, Middle Eastern guy, remember that? 
And I said, uh, I said, what's going on, man? What's up with the mustache? He's like, oh, I'm just trying something new. And I said, dude, you know what that mustache? I said, you with that mustache reminds me of the beloved Looney Tunes character, Yosemite Sand. <laughs> But you know it's funny when he goddamn laughs. Oh, you know what else I heard the other day too that I wanted to die? I was dying laughing about it. Kevin Nealon, who I love. God, I love Kevin Nealon. Saturday Night Live, like such a funny dude. Kevin Nealon was on Fitz Dog. Greg Fitzsimmons is Greg Fitzsimmons is this? How would you say that? Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast. Yeah, that sounds right. Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast. And he's got a new book out. He was just on the Adam Carolla show the other day. Great edit, man. I love just like getting a chance every night to just sit and watch those videos when they come in of all these like amazing, interesting, talented people, man. Kevin Nealon is just so amazingly funny. And he was uh, he was saying that for his new book, he he w- went on a walk with Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> and he asked her... Caitlin, if there's one thing you could change about yourself, what would it be? (laughs) And he said she laughed. And I'm like, that is the world I want to live in. 1,000%. That is the world. I want somebody who has something that is so that they've been so open about and the things you can't make fun of. And yet she had a very good chuckle about it. It was like, that is, that's so goddamn funny, man. Like that is just a level of comedy that is, oh my God, dude, that dude is outstandingly funny. Um, You guys have heard me talk many times about how my daughter, and if you're a parent, you know this, especially parents who have done cool things. You may have heard that story about Jack Black, Tenacious D, Jack Black, Jack Black, The night he was born, his mom went into labor, went to the hospital. NASA called her because she was like an astrophysicist. And they were like, hey, we got some astronauts that are trying to get back from space. We need you to crunch numbers. And over the phone, she crunched numbers for NASA, gave them whatever it was, the data, and the astronauts got back safely due to her number crunching. And then 25 minutes later... She, you know, pushed out one of the most hilarious, gifted comedians we've ever had on the planet. It doesn't matter what you do. Your kids will always think you're lame. It doesn't matter where you... you can, All the entertain... And I do a whole bit about the fact that my daughter does not give two shits about what I've done. Nothing. The amount of... There was one time at a Target, a woman walked up to me and she was like... Excuse me, are you Rudy Povich? I was like, I am. She was like, you know, I'm a fan. I said, wow, thank you very much. She goes, is this your daughter, Kinley? You talk about her all the time. I said, yes, this is my daughter, Kinley. She goes, wow, it's really, really nice to meet you. Would you mind my daughter and I are both fans? Can we get a picture? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, Kinley, here, uh, you want to take the photo real quick? And Kinley goes, you want a picture with him? And the lady started laughing. I was like, hey, not now. She's like, are you really, ma'am? Are you sure you want a picture with that guy? I was like, hey. Take the goddamn photo. She was like, okay, I'm just telling you, it's, it's your storage on the phone. Okay, you do what you want. You do what you want with it. 
I do a bit about having to drop my daughter off like four blocks from school. That's not a that's not me making shit up. Fuck man, like I literally got to, like the the night after we got done filming. Um under the stadium lights. I came back, I was like, it was the most amazing experience ever, man. Like, it's so awesome. It's you know, cool movie, big budget, blah, blah, blah. My daughter's like, Great, just drop me off here. I was like, Do you not want to know about anything I've done in the last, you know, three days on set? She's like, No. Just whatever. I don't know. Did you put a PB&J in my lunch today? Great. You use creamy peanut butter? I hate crunchy. Use creamy, right? Yeah, I did. Great. All right. See you at 2.30. Same spot. Four blocks away. Don't you be embarrassing me, old man. Your kids do not give a shit about who you are or what you do. And then Scott Stapp, best known for his Creed song with arms wide open. I like that. He's really gone through a transformation. He seems like a he seemed like such a dickhead years ago. And even the comedian David Cross did a whole bit about how big of a piece of shit Scott Stapp was. But then he comes back and he says uh he went through like some hard times. I think he even did like a couple stints in rehab. They found him in a hotel like hallucinating. He was all fucked up on like meth and drugs. He's kind of gotten his shit together. And in the process, had a couple of kids, and he tells this great story about how he's driving with his uh, his son and his nephew, and how they also make fun of him. I'm proud I'm a meme. How many people get to be a meme? One day I was driving my my nephew and my son, my oldest son, Jagger, giggling in the back seat. I was like, what are you guys laughing at? And they were, just kept laughing. And then all of a sudden I hear, we're home, and then my nephew just busts out laughing, you know what I mean? And my own son, who I wrote the song about, is making fun of me, mimicking my voice. <laughs> the guy was literally the most famous guy on the planet for about two and a half years. Still a joke. Still, kids don't give two shits. They don't care what you've done, where you gone, how many songs, you, I mean, Christ, he wrote that song about him. The kid in the back seat. His kid's like, look at my dorky ass dad. His stupid haircut. His dumb ass tank top and his leather pants. Creed, not a good band. Mark Tremonti, on the other hand. I That's the one thing I, I think people... That's the biggest complaint I hear when I talk shit about a, an artist. When I'm like, I hate their music. People go, they're, they're amazing. They're, they're, they're so good. How could you hate them? I don't think they're bad musicians. I just think the music they put out is pretty piss poor. There's an acapella video of the Eagles before a show. All five guys standing out back. And they are just harmonizing to all get out. And it's so good. And everything about you're like, wow, these guys are amazing. Absolutely stunningly. They're so good. And then fast forward... To them playing on stage, and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do your shitty, stupid songs. I just can't. I'm, I'm done. You guys are done. I hate this. I don't like any of your music. I don't like the band. I'm just out. Sorry, dude. Can't do it. So, people go, ooh, they're such great. Yeah, they are great musicians. Their songs suck. Creed, terrible band. Their songs suck. Mark Tremonti, amazing guitar player. I can differentiate between the two. Like, I can separate the artist... From the art, you know? I can never listen to Michael Jackson ever again. Well, fuck you, because two nights ago, Halloween night, I was cranking Thriller. It's a goddamn good song. Separate, everybody. Separate. Speaking of, we're going to have to separate here. 
because I got a pile of things to get done today and going to be leaving tomorrow. Minnesota deer opener is happening. Uh, when is that? Oh, yeah, this weekend for Saturday. Yeah. I'm actually going to be gone until we're still going to probably do some live hits and we'll try to get a podcast up every day, but I'm going to be gone uh, Friday, tomorrow, after we do the show until Wednesday morning. Got uh, got a couple of corporate gigs. I'm going to be in Green Bay and then uh, northern Minnesota and then not get back till Wednesday. So you guys have a great day. Thank you very much. Go to RudyPovich.com. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every single morning, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you guys so much. Always appreciate it when we take a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.